0: Welcome to the Common Good Podcast, the podcast that showcases the very best of Glasgow Caledonian University and how the institution, its staff and its research benefits people and communities both at home and overseas. My name is Craig Telfer and today I am joined by Melissa Pettigrew, a recruitment and events administrative assistant within the recruitment team to talk about her role with GCU and the importance of student recruitment. Melissa, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you very much for talking to me.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: No, a couple of weeks ago, you interviewed me via Instagram Live for Student Journeys, so it's good to turn the tables and put you under the spotlight for a change, so I'm really looking forward to this.
1: I know, I'm so used to being on the other side of the table, I'm
0: like, oh no! <laughs> well, we, can, we can talk about the stuff that you do with Instagram Live and, and how you interact with students and, and GCU Journeys, but I want to kick things off with quite an obvious question, and, and mm-hmm. this will sound really, really thick, but it's just to give us a bit of context, what do we mean by student recruitment?
1: So in a nutshell, student recruitment is basically engaging people who might want to study at university, kind of showing them their options, telling them the kind of courses they might be able to study and just give them a bit of context and sort of opening up their eyes to careers or courses that might not have even considered that they could have studied at university.
0: So how important is student recruitment for GCU?
1: I mean, we're really looking to sort of approach students um, and kind of open up their eyes and help them find out if we are the right university for them and kind of show them that that they, um, they can do kind of whatever they want to do, that they're not kind of stuck in one particular field. Or if they thought maybe university is not for me, that we can help show them that they're just as educated and just as good to study at university.
0: So how competitive an area is it? I imagine there's lots of different universities all trying to recruit the same pool of students.
1: I mean, we got on really well with the, sort of our colleagues in other universities. It's sort of a really nice atmosphere when you go to events, you can kind of get a nice catch up and say, hi, how are you getting on? So you no, know, I got on well with everyone.
0: So tell me about your role at GCU then, Melissa. What does a recruitment and events administrative assistant do?
1: Um, So typically it would involve me sort of travelling length and breadth of the UK, going to schools, colleges, um, and speaking with people and kind of opening their eyes to studying at university. Um, Obviously with corona, that's kind of moved to sort of the digital version. But again, we are still sort of engaging with students and teachers, parents and guardians, um, but just slightly digitally now.
0: Tell me then a wee bit about what it was like prior to the pandemic. You obviously did a lot of travelling. Could you, you talk to me a wee bit about that, what you would do on a, a day-to-day basis?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, for instance, if I had an event down in Liverpool, I'd travel down, set up, and then I'd get to speak to people. You might enjoy this one. One of the events I had in Liverpool was at Anfield.
0: Yeah, very good.
1: Yeah, so it was quite good. But it was a nice little atmosphere. Too. I was kind of taking selfies on the background and in like a <laughs> nice little office for the day. So it
0: sounds like you really get the opportunity to meet loads of different people working in the same field as you. What's it
1: like to network with them? No, absolutely. Like you, you meet them and you kind of may not see them for a couple of events, but it's still you have that nice interaction. You can just say, hi, how are you and have a nice chat. And they're always super helpful to you. So if you need something, say, I'm just going to do something for two minutes. Can you keep an eye? Um, so it's that really nice atmosphere that we kind of help each other. It's not competitive in the sense that we're <laughs> sort of, you know, fighting each other, but it is that nice atmosphere that we can all kind of work together. So
0: the university is currently accepting applicants to start in September 2021. Can you talk to me about the process involved with that?
1: Yep. So typically they would apply via UCAS. Um, Again, that's all digitally applying. We are still taking applicants for some of our programmes. They would kind of be considered as late applicants um, because typically the applicants would submit in January. Um, But we are still taking applicants for a number of our programmes. So we just encourage people to contact us. Um, And we can let them know if that programme is still taking applicants and their kind of next steps.
0: Are there any support systems we've got in place for people looking to apply to the university?
1: Absolutely. So if they're wanting to apply um, coming directly from school, they can engage with us. Um, But if they are potentially want to go for maybe a college route first, so if they want to go to college, do an HNC, HND, and then join us afterwards, we've got our College Connect team. So they're really good about helping the transitions and helping you get ready to apply for university. That's just kind of one of the things that we have if you're wanting to apply as a Care Experience student, and we've got a team that will help you with that as well. So if you are looking to apply for us and you're kind of not sure what support might be available, just engage with us and we can help you and we can tell you what's available there.
0: How has the recruitment process changed from say 2019
1: to now? Sort of The more obvious side of it is slightly more digital. Yeah. Um, instead of kind of doing the face-to-face conversation, as kind of through a screen. There is still that nice connection that you're not kind of struggling to connect with people. Um, but it is a wee bit more digitally. Again, we're using more platforms like Instagram and our TikTok and our Facebook. So we're kind of engaging in new and different ways.
0: You mentioned how the pandemic has changed your role within the university. Mm Can you you talk to me a wee bit about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when I first started, it was kind of just primarily the face-to-face kind of um, going to an event and speaking Mm -hmm. to people. But with the sort of COVID situation, we've been able to branch out and do some more digital things. So we've got like a series of webinars at the end of the month. Um, and that's going to help people engage with us and find out more about the university. So we've got ones sort of all of the week. There's ones about our careers, ones about our fees and finance, and even just how to apply to university. So that's kind of things we've been doing to engage with people in different ways. We've been trying to do it via social media. Yep. Um, we've been offering phone calls. So if people want to speak to us over the phone, we can do that as well. So it's just kind of the ways that we can engage with them, sort of beyond the face-to-face, but making sure people aren't missing out if they want to contact us.
0: How have you found that transition moving from face-to-face to digital? Because you've spoken how much you enjoy going to conferences and, and meeting people and networking. What are the challenges you've encountered?
1: Yeah, I mean, when we first started, it was kind of like, oh, no, we're in the deep end. Like, how do we deal with this platform and that platform? But I think we've adjusted really well. We've been able to kind of hit the ground running and sort of deal with our webinars, deal with our online platforms. And like colleagues and other teams, they've been able to do sort of online open days and online applicant days. I mean, if I'm being blunt, it's, it's quite nice having a shorter commute. Um, but no, it has been, it's been good. I think what's we've the, adjusted really well.
0: What's the feedback been like from prospective students?
1: Yeah, no, they seem to really appreciate that we are trying to get out there and sort of engage with them. And they're appreciating that we're putting on our webinars at different times. Because you know yourself, if you've typically got an in-person event at a set time, you might not be able to make that. Mm-hmm. So we are trying to record our content and do it at different times so we can reach other people. And I seem to think they appreciate that.
0: When we get back to normal, and I can mean, get back to normal in inverted commas there, when we get back to normal, how do you think your role will change?
1: I mean, that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? <laughs> um, it it's possible there might have some more sort of digital engagement because, you know, companies and platforms sort of all across the sector have put a lot of investment into sort of digital platforms. So there might have a sort of increase in that, but I think we still have the sort of face-to-face element of speaking to people and making mm-hmm. that connection and kind of having that relationship with them.
0: And of course, I imagine if you're a prospective student, you actually want to go and visit the campus where you're going to be studying for mm-hmm. the next three or four years rather than just seeing it digitally.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're, we're following all Scottish Government guidelines and of kind of we're waiting to see when things are safe. But what's really nice is we do have our virtual open days, our virtual um, campus tours. But yeah, we've got one where you can do it yourself. So if you want to just spend 10 minutes floating about, seeing our library, seeing our gym, mm-hmm. you can do that. We also have one where you can be guided by one of our student ambassadors, which is really nice. You can kind of pick their brains and say, oh, you're a student here. What's it like? Or what mm-hmm. advice would you give me? So it's nice. We've got those two options.
0: You actually studied at GCU before becoming a member of staff. It's a path that I'm quite familiar with myself. But Melissa, tell me about your journey from being a student at GCU to actually working for it.
1: So when I was at school, I knew history was my first love. I always wanted to do it, but I wasn't sure whether I wanted to do a sole history degree or maybe want to do one where I could bring in different areas. Mm-hmm. And I remember myself going to like the UCAS fair and speaking to people, and then I thought, right, do you know what? I'll I'll apply for GCU because I really like the sound of their social science program, which is the one I did because you could do like history, politics, economics, criminology, and at that time um, psychology. because mm-hmm. was like I really like the idea of doing different things, and I remember going to um, an offer holder day and been really impressed by the university. I was like see myself here <laughs> and you have that moment of thinking I'm quite grown up I'm at university um, <laughs> but no I really enjoyed it and I think that's kind of what made me want to study there the fact that it people were so nice and so helpful and of course it being the university for the common good that was a nice ethos to have in there that kind of aligned with values so I did my four years went off to do my master's and um, I started to look for jobs and I heard about the job at the university I got an interview with my now boss got the job and kind of started so it's been a nice kind of full circle moment from being at the UCAS as a potential applicant right through to applying, being a student and coming back to be on the other side of the, the table or at the moment other <laughs> side of the screen. Yeah.
0: You said you did a master's, what did you study?
1: I did history at Glasgow, I think you and I kind of swapped places, you did Glasgow then GCU and yes, I did GCU then right. Glasgow.
0: That's that, That's right and how did you feel then going from having studied at GCU for four years to, to going to Glasgow, what were the differences between the two universities?
1: I mean, it's, I think it was kind of, because it was an undergrad going to a master's, you've got slightly more um, kind of working on your own. So it's yeah. kind of a wee bit of an adjustment um, from kind of being a wee bit more supported at undergrad level to being a bit more independent at master's. Yeah. Um, but I've got nothing bad to say about either university. Um, I love them both, but, you know, I, I did come back to my first home with working here.
0: <laughs> so when you first applied to GCU all the way back in 2014, the role you're in now, was this something you
1: envisaged doing? I mean it, what isn't I knew the job was sort of in the abstract this was a, a job you could do but I didn't sort of imagine myself doing it but I absolutely love it so it's worked out for the best I absolutely love it I get to travel get to go places I've never been um, and get to speak to people and kind of give my advice and give my sort of experience and help them decide you know which course to do or which version of the course to do.
0: How important is that then that you can call on your experience as a student when you want to sell GCU to prospective applicants?
1: No, absolutely. I think it's super important the fact that I've got that first-hand experience, um, especially if it is something that I've got a first-hand experience of. I can say, like, here's how it works. Here's everything you're going to experience. And I think students like that, that they can get that first-hand experience. And it feels a bit more organic rather than me just kind of saying, here's how it is, whereas I can actually pull on the experience and they can tell that I'm being authentic with them.
0: If i was considering going back to gcu to study and a a weird sort of reversal of fortune what what would be your your three best things about gcu to sell to prospective students
1: oh three best things about the university you put me on the spot (laughs) okay um university for common good it's got that really strong ethos throughout it it's really conscious of kind of the impact of the world which is really nice and the sort of employability thing that we have through all our courses Mm -hmm lot of our courses have maybe placements or work experience, what our lecturers help you get that experience. And oh one non-academic one, we've got a nice rooftop garden.
0: This is true. I'm looking forward to going back to that. It's hopefully at some point this year now Melissa your profile on the GCU website says you enjoy reading and binge watching tv shows and with lockdown seeming to be lasting indefinitely I think we could all be doing with some recommendations have you seen or read anything recently that you've enjoyed that you can recommend us
1: well you've probably seen it but I've been binge watching all the old episodes of Line of Duty for the new season coming out so I've kind of been watching that so I'm prepared and I've been watching all the sort of spoilers and looking at all the easter eggs and hints and tips for the new season.
0: See, I've never actually seen that before. I know that Martin Compston is an mm-hmm. honorary graduate from the university and Jed Mercurio, who wrote Line of Duty. The pair of them, I think that must have been 2018, visited in December 2018. The pair of them visited the METV fiction writing students. So I was lucky enough to get to interview them, but talking to them about something that I hadn't seen or, or, <laughs> or never watched. What makes uh, Line of Duty so good?
1: I mean, I think it's just the fact that you just watch it and the characters are so authentic and you can just like get so into it and you're like oh god what's going to happen to them next episode um and it doesn't help that sort of from season one there's been a thread that have been going through to the new season okay. so every season you're like well i get the answers will i not but apparently we've been promised answers for the new season so hopefully we get some
0: melissa thank you very much for joining me today and i hope the new series of line of duty lives up to your expectations
1: fingers crossed thank you so much for having me i really enjoyed it
0: I'd also like to thank everyone for tuning in to today's episode and I hope you will join us again soon when we will be in conversation with another member of staff from Glasgow Caledonian University. In the meantime, subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast from. You'll find us everywhere. Until then, I've been Craig Telfer and this has been the Common Good Podcast.